Life Talk Radio presents Health and Longevity, the program dedicated to bringing you cutting-edge information and interviews that can change your life. On each edition, nutritionist, registered dietitian, and board-certified anti-aging health practitioner, Dr. John Westerdahl, will show you how to achieve a longer, healthier life using the latest breakthroughs in nutrition, wellness, and lifestyle medicine. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Westerdahl. Welcome to Health and Longevity. I'm Dr. John Westerdahl. On today's program, we will talk with John LaLanne, the son of fitness legend Jack LaLanne. John LaLanne is vice president of Jack LaLanne's BeFit Enterprises. And John will tell us what it was like growing up as the son of Jack LaLanne and share with us his thoughts about fitness and good nutrition. But before we get into today's exciting topic, let's hear the latest research and news affecting our health and longevity today. Dr. Westerdahl presents the Health and Longevity News and Research Update, bringing you the most pertinent and important information about your health and longevity. Well, here's news about aerobic and strength training exercise. And you know you're best off doing both aerobic exercise, like walking, cycling, or running, and strength training, like lifting weights. But what if you can barely get yourself to do just one? Well, researchers assigned roughly 150 overweight sedentary adults with elevated LDL, that's the bad cholesterol, or low HDL, that's the good cholesterol, to one of three groups. The aerobic group did the equivalent of a 12 miles brisk walk per week using treadmills, elliptical trainers, or stationary cycles, and a heart rate monitor to make sure that they were at 75% of their oxygen capacity. The strength group did three sets of eight weightlifting exercises using major muscle groups three days a week. The aerobic plus strength group did both. After eight months, both the aerobic and the aerobic plus strength groups had less liver fat, less visceral or deep abdominal fat, and less subcutaneous, that's the fat just below the skin type of abdominal fat, and less insulin resistance. The strength group only had less subcutaneous abdominal fat. So what does this research show? It shows that strength training helps prevent muscle loss as you age. But if you're overweight and only able to do one kind of exercise, go for aerobic. It's less likely to curb the insulin resistance that boosts the risk of heart disease and diabetes. Well, here's a study that shows that coenzyme Q10 and garlic reduce atherosclerosis progression in a clinical trial. The Journal of Cardiovascular Disease Research reported the outcome of a trial of middle-aged men who found a protective effect of coenzyme Q10 and garlic extract against the progression of atherosclerosis and inflammation. The study included 50 firefighters who were at intermediate risk of coronary events. Coronary artery calcium scanning, which assesses the extent of atherosclerosis, was conducted prior to enrollment and at the end of the trial. The trial was limited to subjects with coronary artery calcium scores above 10, which indicates the presence of a mild to moderate amount of atherosclerotic plaque. Both samples were analyzed for C-reactive protein, a marker of inflammation, before and after the treatment period. The participants received a daily placebo or a capsule containing CoQ10 and aged garlic extract for one year. At the end of the trial, 
average coronary artery calcium progression was significantly less among those who received CoQ10 and garlic compared to the placebo. Well, here's a study that shows that deep-fried food is tied to prostate cancer. From donuts to french fries, eating deep-fat fried foods at least once a week is linked to a raised risk of prostate cancer, according to a new U.S. study. The researchers did not investigate why the link exists, but suggest it could be because deep frying releases potentially cancer-causing compounds in the cooking oil or fat. The researchers from the Public Health Sciences Division of the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle write about their findings in the online journal issue of The Prostate. Previous studies have already shown links between prostate cancer and foods heated at high temperatures, such as grilled meats. But the authors believe theirs is the first to examine the potential links between prostate cancer and deep-fried foods. The link between prostate cancer and select deep-fried foods appeared to be limited to the highest level of consumption defined in the study as more than once a week, which suggests that regular consumption of deep-fried foods confers particular risk for developing prostate cancer. There is already evidence that eating deep-fried foods is linked to other cancers, namely breast, lung, pancreatic, head and neck, and esophageal cancers. Researchers found that men who ate french fries, fried chicken, fried fish, and or donuts at least once a week had raised risk of prostate cancer between 30 and 37 percent. We'll be right back after this short break. Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and longer fulfilled life? Then visit us at healthandlongevityradio.com. That's one word, healthandlongevityradio.com. There you'll find valuable information and resources that can help you achieve optimal health and give you the secrets to longevity. Visit us today at healthandlongevityradio.com. Once again, that's healthandlongevityradio.com. It could change your life. Welcome back to Health and Longevity. Do you have questions about nutrition, health, or longevity? This is your chance to have them answered. On each program, Dr. Westerdahl will choose a key question from our listening audience and respond to it on the air. Due to the high volume of emails, Dr. Westerdahl cannot personally answer each question on our broadcast. If you would like to submit a question, please go to our website, healthandlongevityradio.com. Once there, you will see a button to submit your questions. And now, the question of the day. And our question for today is, what are the health benefits of eating almonds? We know almonds are a very rich source of nutrients, including iron, calcium, vitamin E, fiber, riboflavin, and magnesium. A scientific review published in Nutrition Reviews found that almonds, as a food, may maintain healthy cholesterol levels. Now, the message that almonds in and of themselves are healthy snacks should be emphasized to consumers. Moreover, when almonds are incorporated into a healthy, balanced diet, the benefits are even greater. Now, the fatty acid profile of almonds, which is made up of 91 to 94% unsaturated fatty acids, may partly explain why it helps maintain healthy cholesterol levels. Almonds have the highest fiber content of any tree nut. So eat a handful of natural, raw, unsalted almonds as a healthy snack. And for variety, try using natural almond butter as an alternate to traditional peanut butter. It's really good tasting. 
So eat your almonds. They can add to your health and longevity. And now, Health and Longevity's special feature, where Dr. Westerdahl interviews leading experts and personalities on vital topics important to your health and longevity. And our special featured guest today is John LaLanne. John is the son of Jack LaLanne, and John has a degree from Pepperdine University. He's an accomplished musician, television and radio personality, sports and fitness and nutrition enthusiast, and professional surfer. He is the vice president of Jack LaLanne's BeFit Enterprises, and we're talking today with John LaLanne from Hawaii. Hi, John. How you doing? John, how are you? Great. Now, you're on the big island of Hawaii. How long have you lived over there, and what actually made you move over there? Well, I I was in Malibu for close to 30 years, and my cousin lived over here, two of them actually, and Susan LaLanne is a paddleboard and and, uh, outrigger enthusiast. And we moved over here because we, we used to visit them all the time. And so we found this house, and when the recession hit, we got this great deal. We have an acre property here overlooking the tip of the big island at the southern tip, and that's where the Hawaiians first landed and came from New Zealand. It's, uh, I would say it looks like the moon out here. It's got its own beauty like a desert. And uh, we go back and forth to California. I'll fly to California about five, four or five times a year, and then we come here, and my wife, Laura, is growing all sorts of neat stuff in the yard here. We got pineapples and lettuce and tomatoes and uh, bananas. The bananas are amazing. And so we've got two opportunities to go back and forth, and it's been a good system so far. Well, that's great. It sounds like you have a little paradise of your own out there. Yes, it's it's somewhat of a paradise. <laughs> I mean, I just love the volcano. And we go in the lava tubes. We've got a lava tube around our area here that's about seven miles long, and you can fly a Learjet through it if you so chose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love visiting the volcano, and I recommend anyone that goes to Hawaii Definitely needs to see. It's like nowhere else on the face of the planet. No, it really is. Got it's the mo- one of the most unique places uh, on the, on the planet. I must say, it sure is. Well, you know, your dad and mom have been good friends of mine for many many years, and I actually had the opportunity of exercising with your dad and mom on the Jacqueline TV show, and I'm sure a lot of people remember that. How how many years was the Jacqueline television show on the air? I, I do believe it, and I get the numbers mixed up, but it was about 35 years. Um, and, uh, you know, Dad was doing it all through the 80s, and then they moved up to Morro Bay, and they started the lecture circuit, which was, uh, you know, just a little diversion, but they reached so many people on their lectures, and, they, and Dad, Dad's lectures were amazing. I remember the lectures that he did years ago, and he would take a plastic bowl, and he'd go up in front of the audience, and he'd throw, you know, a pot of coffee in the bowl, and mix it in with cigarettes, and then throw some donuts in, and he'd mix it all up, he goes, that's what you put in your body in the morning. That's right. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, I I knew your parents so well, and uh, then in, uh, what, a couple years ago or so at, at your father's memorial services, when I first met you, and we've become good friends. Yes. And, of course, we're mutual friends of Patricia Bragg, who uh, her dad, Paul Bragg, actually inspired your dad uh, to get into health, didn't he? Absolutely. I mean, I heard Paul Bragg my whole life, and, and, you know, Patricia used to come over when I was a little kid. I remember her, and we've been spending some time with her up up at the ranch there when I come over to the mainland. In Santa Barbara? um, 
Yes, that's right. Up there near Santa Barbara and Goleta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it looks like she's got a neat thing going on. I mean, her ranch makes mine look like uh, a little playland on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses here. <laughs> well, you know, it must have been quite an amazing life, and I'm sure you have some stories to tell. What was it like being the son of a fitness legend like your dad, Jack Lane? Well, you know, I always like to say, like, I didn't know any different. I was in this microcosm of, you know, well, this is the way it is. And, uh, you know, I'd get outside. We had some uh, next-door neighbors, some Jewish next-door neighbors. The Boyers are very close friends of ours. And they had Captain Crunch, and they had all these cereals. And I'd go over to their house, and I'd go, wow, what's this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'd wind up going, wow, this is really good. And, uh, you know, of course, later on in life, I, you know, I, 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 I know to stay away from this stuff now, but, but, you know, it was, it was tempting and, and, but Dan would never force anything on us. He always let us make our own decision. It was great. You know, if he did something bad, he goes, you know what, that's your decision. That's your business. You know, I'm telling you how the, the right way to live. It's up to you to put the effort in and make the right decisions. And of course, you know, we all hopped on board. Uh, every, everybody's got to figure out their own, their own path, you know? Right. And, um, well, I'll, I'll give you one great story. Sure. When uh, I was a kid, uh, dad would make us drink these shakes in the morning, right? And they mm-hmm. were cod liver oil with liver tablets. And we all had to hold our noses to drink them. And he'd like, <laughs> you know, he didn't force us to drink them, but he, we wouldn't hear the end of it if we didn't drink them, you know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'll drink the thing. And one morning he put too much niacin in my my shake, you know, and so I get on the school bus and I'm turning beet red and I've got this suntan. It looked like, you know, I've been in Hawaii <laughs> for, you know, laying out in the desert or something. So, you know, the bus driver immediately turns me around and sends me home. You know, they think I'm, I'm about to die. I run upstairs <laughs> and dad, I'm crying and dad just starts cracking up. <laughs> you know, he goes, oh, that's just the nice. And so, you know. He used to experiment on us, John. <laughs> so you were like a laboratory so test I was you. Oh, huh? yes. But uh, if there was anybody that uh, was born and raised by the blender, it, it was me. I mean, mm-hmm. to this day, um, I I throw whatever is on the kitchen counter into my blender, and I drink drink my meals because you can eat an apple and a carrot and all this stuff, but it you know you gotta you gotta eat it and chomp it. I just take my shakes with our protein powder from Swanson. And I'll just throw everything in the blender and I'll drink it super fast and you get as many vegetables and fruits as you want in one shake. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. So are there any other particular stories that really stand out uh, with your dad, maybe in exercising together or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, I remember, you know, of course, going on the show and it was a really neat time. I mean, I got to meet Hobo Kelly. There was a, you know, a kid's show and we got mm-hmm. to raid the toy machine. She let us pick out toys from the little cranking machine that she used to have. And uh-huh. But we would go in the makeup room and you know, I was on the show several times, but um, I just remember, you know, going on the show and, and going to a lot of events with Dad, and he was like a rock star. I mean, we'd go to spa openings, and, and you know, people would just be surrounding him, and I'm going, this, this can't be normal, <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, and he was, he was huge, and, and, and you think about it, before Dad came along, people were, didn't take that good a care of themselves. I mean, and, right. and of course we know... Uh, you know, a lot of people smoked and, you know, had a terrible diet. And look at what happened in about 20 years at that way we live compared to the 50s, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Dan was his biggest, I would say, in the 70s. And Pete, that was when that whole health and fitness revolution started. So you could kind of say that Dad and Paul, you know, indirectly saved America in, That's in, right. some, in some respect. That's right. 
you know, and, and of course, Paul, I mean, he was way ahead of his time. I mean, you know, if you think dad had it bad, Paul must have had it 10 times worse with, uh, you know, all of the abuse that he would get and, and all the skepticism that was surrounding him. Right. And uh, he paved the way and then it got more accepted. Your dad was on television. And I have to tell you, my grandmother exercised your dad every day. And, <laughs> and I did with her when she stayed with us. And so it was a great honor to know him and actually to be on his show and everything myself. No, dad was great. And, and like I said, you know, as a father, he was a real liberal guy in, in many respects. You know, he wasn't a hard nose. He was more of a comedian than anything. You know, he was a real, really funny good man. He and, really uh, had a sense of humor, always telling jokes. Always telling jokes. And of course, I got that. I was the class clown in school, and I'm still that way today. And, um, you know, uh, I just, I miss him so much. And, you know, I just spent uh, one of the first um, Christmases, you know, without him up, up with mom, and the house just seemed empty without him. But, you know, hoping that everybody gets in shape. And uh, right now, we've got a couple of irons in the fire. But I'm making some great T-shirts with Dad's uh, swims from Alcatraz. Uh, another good oh, yes. story is when I trained at 14 years old to monitor one of his swims. So mm -hmm. when he turned um, 61, he did this swim. Of course, he did the one when he turned 60. The, the swims go as such. When right. the guy escaped from Alcatraz way back in the day, um, mm -hmm. Dad said if the guy was in shape, he could have made it from Alcatraz prison to the mainland and got away. And he put the handcuffs on and swam. Right. Well, 20 years later, Dad does the swim again, but he ups himself, and he shackles his feet, ties his hands, and then he tows a 1,000-pound boat and makes it to the shore. <laughs> well, the next year, he does it with a 2,000-pound boat, and then he does it with the scuba tank. And he had me get certified uh, down at Body Glove at Dive and Surf down there in Redondo Beach oh, okay. to monitor him. So I'd go down every couple minutes and check on him to make sure he was okay, and I'd come up. And, you know, when he got done with the swim, uh, you know, I was right there with him, and that was really fun. But when he dove in that water the first swim when he was 60 or whatever, we were there in pea coats, and you know, we were freezing, and Dad's in Speedos, and he jumps in the water and spends two hours in there. You know? I know. Wow. Uh, and and I'll, I'll never forget it. It's the first time I've ever seen Dad with a pot belly because he had no muscle control after that cold water, and his stomach was sticking out. I'd go, oh, Dad, where's Dad's washboard stomach? It disappeared. <laughs> 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 So cold. <laughs> but then, of course, 15 minutes later, he's on the beach doing push-ups and sit-ups and everything from the cameras. Those feats were amazing. And I remember walking along the shore uh, when he did the Queen Mary Mile yeah. years ago. That was quite an event. Now, your mom, Elaine, is carrying on your dad's uh, legacy. Absolutely. Tell us a little about some of the things she's doing. Well, Mom, she's doing a lot of motivational speaking, and she's doing a lot of appearances and that's been great. And, and, you know, everybody's been treating mom like royalty. It's been fantastic. And um, she's been going around and trying to spread the word. And, you know, the word is not, not only health, it's a, it's a mindset, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a mindset that, that we can change our lives if something's wrong. And it's never easy. You know, Dad used to say, life's tough. It's tough. But it's not that tough. You know, you make little changes go a long way. You know, and uh, not only in health, but, you, but just in personal things in our lives, too. If we want to make that change, you got to make that decision. And that decision is going to be tough for a little bit of time. But then all of a sudden it becomes commonplace and it becomes routine and you can get through it. You can change. Yes, uh, he was quite a motivational speaker on, on that and getting people motivated to get out there and work hard and exercise. Yes, yes. And um, uh, it, well, here's a really interesting story. I had a friend. Uh, back in Michigan, and uh, 
his wife was a, a teacher, and they had to take courses over the summer. One of the courses was a study that my dad did with, I think, the Department of Education about uh, the effects of physical activity and brain function. And she said, oh, I studied your dad in one of our courses. And so, you know, dad was on the, you know, the President's Council of Physical Fitness, and John F. Kennedy started it. And right. he's you know, still on it today, and apparently the school systems are, you know, taking note of this. You right. know, about exercise and brain function. And we all know that after I'm done surfing or I'm done mountain biking or whatever I'll be doing that day, I feel amazing because those endorphins are going through you and there's no better feeling as far as I'm concerned. Now, looking from what you saw your dad do as a pioneer in teaching people about health, where do you yourself today see where we are as far as our nutrition? And I know you have some concerns about GMOs and so forth. Yes, I mean, here's a neat story, John. It, it's like... You know, I was raised, uh, you know, by Jack LaLanne, and, and I, I, know, I know what's good for you, I know what's not good for you, but then now we've got a, another enemy going here. It's, it's, you know, whoever's putting all this stuff in our food. I remember years ago, Mom and Dad were friends with Carl Karcher, who started Carl's Jr. You know, they, mm -hmm. they were acquaintances, and they came out with a, a chicken sandwich. And I was like, oh, wow, I can eat fast food now. <laughs> you know, oh, it's chicken and a whole wheat bun. Well, no, it's not. The chicken has the hormones, and Lord knows what else they put in it. And then the buns have hydrogenation, which is like the hydrogenated oils are like eating plastics. It stays in your body for, you know, about a month. And so you eat enough of that hydrogenation stuff, how does your body get rid of it? And apparently they're saying it's, you know, it's, it, studies are saying it's a harbor for cancer. And, um, you know, it, it's very, very difficult to find good food fast nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes. it's in our markets and our in our uh, even in the in in markets that claim to be healthy. I mean, I think Trader Joe's have done a good job and and a couple other markets, but you know, you you're definitely going to have to pay for it. But uh, you know, growing your own stuff is always good, but a lot of people don't have that luxury. And um, but you know, just to watch, apparently there's labels on the vegetables now, and when they do grow the vegetables, they're growing them in a really radical pesticide. So you don't think that pesticide's sneaking into our vegetables. And how much of that stuff have we consumed? And uh, we just got to be extra careful. Like it's not tough enough to eat healthy, <laughs> you know? And right. now we have to worry about all these other things. And right. um, Dad always said, if man makes it, don't eat it. And, you know, the GMO foods, is, it just seems like it's got man's hands in it pretty much. <laughs> yes, and you're a believer in eating organic as much as possible. As much as possible, John. And like I said, I'm not perfect. I am not the, you know, I'm nowhere near as militant as my father. But I really am aware, and my wife, Laura, when she, you know, met me, she goes, you are like your dad. I won't eat certain things she brings home from the supermarket, and I'll throw it in the trash. You right, know, and, and right. I'll, I'm a big proponent of reading the ingredients. And um, one simple process, I read a book, and, you know, if the ingredients look like a paragraph, then <laughs> you probably shouldn't be eating it, <laughs> right, you know? right. because this food doesn't have that many ingredients when it's made fresh, right? That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, now let's talk about a little bit about yourself. You're a surfer. You took up surfing. Tell us about your surfing. And you well, make surfboards. Yes, I do. Um, John, when I, I got into Pepperdine, and of course... Growing up with dad, all kids want to go the opposite way. And so I kind of rebelled a little bit in my youth. Um, but I didn't rebel that, that radically. Uh, you know, I was into, in a very much an athlete when I was a kid. I played every sport. I even played ice hockey. But um, I really was drawn to surfing, and it was one of the most difficult things I've ever 
tried to do in my life. It took me a whole year to stand up, and I wanted it so bad, badly. And um, I finally learned to do it, and I did not make the Pepperdine surf team my first freshman year. And um, that summer, I just did nothing but surf, and I just, you know, I used my dad's principles. Like, if you just keep trying, you can accomplish it. And sure enough, the next year, I was undefeated the whole year, and it was just like a miracle. And of course, the second year of that, I won the Northern Conference Championships for the collegiate division, oh, and I called home <laughs> to great. tell mom and dad I won, and dad goes, oh, you don't get enough exercise from that surfing. <laughs> 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 I was so disappointed. I was like, oh. But, um, you know, later on in life, dad was so happy I, I kept surfing because he, he saw what it did for me, and the cardiovascular you get, and I also told dad, I said, you know, you look at older surfers, and they just don't look old. And it's got to be something with the salt water or what, what have you. But I just find that surfing is such an exhilarating sport. And every time I get out of the water, I feel amazing. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that I could keep doing it. So I'm trying to keep myself in good shape. I don't try not to do stupid things like going skateboarding too much. Okay. <laughs> you know? Now, you've taken that to a different level, and you have your own surfboard company? Yes, I do. I, I, I started making surfboards in the 80s, and I had quit, and I had, had several businesses on my own. Um, I, had a, I had a pool company. I worked in restaurants. I was a musician. Yes. But about six years ago, I took up making surfboards again because I found that they were a little bit too generic. Um, the mass production in the Chinese surfboards weren't cutting the mustard, so I decided to start back again. And using all the knowledge that I acquired as a young boy in Malibu, my first job was in a surf shop. And understanding hydrodynamics of surfboards takes a little bit of skill and a little bit of experience. So I said, I've got all of this under my belt. I should start, you know, giving back and trying to get some surfers on my product because I make a very unique surfboard. Well, John Lane, we just have about a minute or so left in the program already. Boy, we really went fast here. But let's say someone wants to know more about your surfboards. Uh, tell us about your website. Well, I've got, if, my nickname is Lala. Everybody would call me Lala, like my mom from the lane. And if you go to Lala. L-A-L-A. Yes. LalaSurfboards.com or just Google Lala Surfboards, you'll find me. And uh, tell us about the Jack LaLanne website. Uh, we have JackLaLanne.com and we're working on a lot of new products. All of our products are, are natural and organic. And um, mom has her moisture tone lotion and we've got t-shirts and hats and um, photos of dad and books and DVDs. And DVDs of the old Jack Lane TV show, so people could still be exercising to the show uh, at home now, huh? And all those exercises are relevant today. They're great. And that's, again, JackLalane.com. You, you got it. Well, John, thank you so much for being with us, and we'll have to have you on again sometime. John, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, take keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye you. Now. Bye. To learn more about the books written by our guests and books written or recommended by Dr. Westerdahl in this program, please visit our website at healthandlongevityradio.com. There you can learn how to obtain your copy of these valuable and informative books. Search each page for yourself and see how you can live a happier, healthier, and longer life. Visit us today at healthandlongevityradio.com. Once again, that's healthandlongevityradio.com. That's all for this week's program. You can listen to all our program podcasts on our website at healthandlongevityradio.com. Until next week, this is Dr. John Westerdahl wishing you the best of health and longevity. 
This has been Health and Longevity with Dr. John Westerdahl, a production of Life Talk Radio. Join us again next week on the same station and time for Health and Longevity. The preceding information on this program has been general information about your health and is not to be taken as professional medical advice, nor is it intended to serve as a substitute for medical attention. Do not change your diet or exercise habits without guidance from your medical doctor, especially if you have health problems or are on medication. Do not change your medications without the advice and supervision of your medical doctor. If you have a medical condition, we encourage you to seek the consultation of a medical doctor experienced in dietary change and lifestyle medicine. And as always, we wish you the best of health.